It's the football, 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 and sometimes other sports show. Here's your host, AJ Nicoletti. What up? FFFSOSS.com. At FFFSOSS. Twitter, Instagram, TrojanTV slash AJ3. What's good? Hopefully, everybody had a good and happy and healthy and safe Labor Day weekend. And we are we made it, folks. We had our first weekend of college football. The NFL starts this week, so we've made it. We made it through summer to another season of football. So I know people wish the summer away like crazy people, but God bless. But uh, we have made it. So for all those people that wish the months of May, June, July, August to fast forward, you got it done. We're in September. The NFL is here. College football has happened already. So we will look ahead to the NFL season with a season preview, go through team by team, division by division. Then we will recap college football week one, and then we'll turn our attention to footy. Weekend soccer recap, transfer deadline, day reaction, Champions League draw reaction, and more. So that is the sketch, the rundown for this pod. Um, so yes, NFL season preview, college football week one recap, weekend soccer recap, transfer deadline day, Champions League draw. So that is the rundown. All right, kick it off. With our NFL season preview, we'll go division by division, team by team here. I'll give you some of my notes, what I think about, you know, kind of each team. We'll go through one through four, each division, how I think they'll finish, and we'll see what happens. So we start in the NFC East, and I'm going to give the nod to the Dallas Cowboys here. I think the Cowboys, um, the team, and you're going to be like, here you go again. They're the most talented they've been. The addition of Brandon Cooks, the addition of Stephon Gilmore, um, they've been hitting on draft classes, so you got to think Mozzie Smith's going to be a player in the middle there. Uh, weakness that they've had with those Zua and Galmore being hurt on the interior line position. We know they have the pass rush on the defense. We know they got some pretty good linebackers, and then the secondary is very good. Now the offense, I understand people are, are going to have their detractions about Dak and, and be concerned about it. I understand that. I get that. He, I think he was horsing the ball down the stretch, trying to make a bunch of plays. Um put the game on him when he didn't necessarily have to last year, but he did it, and um, they still got a playoff win, so that's good, but the fall in San Francisco to the same team two years in a row in the same round, it's not good. That's not good enough, so I think he is a good quarterback. I think he's a top 10 quarterback. I think he's a quarterback that if you say, hey, we need you to limit the turn, he's not going to He's not gonna have a bunch of turnovers, so I think that's going to be a change to this year. Now, Everybody who's been calling for Tony Pollard to get more carries and touches over Ezekiel Elliott. Now, now here we go. We'll see what happens. And I'm not trying to be like, a, Zeke should be, still be. No, that's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is, there's been a lot of people the last few years been like, how does Tony Pollard not get the ball more? Yeah, I understand that. But we'll see. We'll see this year. We will see this year. Um, the Deuce Vaughn move is a good move, I think, to bring in. Um, hopefully they hit on that pick. And I mentioned Cooks coming in to join Gallup and CeeDee Lamb. I understand Dalton Schultz is out, but they have a lot of tight ends. You know, Ferguson, Hendershot, they draft uh, Schoonmaker out of Michigan. So they have a lot of tight ends. Now, offensive line, I don't think they have a ton of depth, but the five are really good. If the five starters can stay healthy, they're going to be really good. So I have this Cowboy team 
winning a bunch of football games. I have them winning the division. And I don't think there's a large stretch where there's, you know, four or five tough games in a row. You know, where we'll get to the Eagles in a second where the Eagles have a, a stretch that's insane. But the Cowboys at the Giants is an opener, fine. Jets at home, tough games, fine. Then at Arizona, home New England. You think you win those games. At San Fran, at LA, Chargers, tough games. Rams at home, so that's three in a row with the buys there. Then Philly, Giants at home, at Carolina, Washington at home, Seattle at home, Philly at home. So three home games in a row. Uh, one of them's Thanksgiving, the Washington game. Then they get Seattle coming in on a Thursday night, if I'm not mistaken, there as well. And then Philly at home. Then at Buffalo, at Miami, Detroit at home, at Washington to finish out the season. I see a lot of wins in that schedule. I do. And there's only, according to, here we go, the Mark Lawrence book that has spreads that I don't know how he has spreads already, but he has them. They're one, two, three, four, five games. They're underdogs. And all of them are on the road. So, And most of them are under three points. So that's a coin flip. That's what they say. Because you get three points for being at home. So I think the issue for the Cowboys is the coach. I don't love the coach, but I think they can win, you know, in spite of him. And Dak is a concern, but I think he's going to be better this year. They This defense is really good. This might be the best defense in the league. And for that reason, they're going to be in almost every game because their defense isn't going to give up 35. I don't see those days are over. I really don't see that happening anymore. Them giving up 35 points a game, you know, and just being like, all right, we got to score 40. Like, I just don't, I don't see that happening. Like, they did such a good job of keeping teams in, in the teens. Defense is very, very good. So that's why, like, I understand people talk about the offense and Dak and all the weapons, but the defense is really the talking point for me. They're excellent. So if I have the Cowboys winning the division, I'm sure all the Eagle fans listening are like, here you go again. But the Eagles are going to finish second. The Eagles are a very talented team. I don't like the coach. You know I don't like the coach. Um, I like Hurts. Hurts is very good. But you lose seven starters, both coordinators. That's going to have an impact on your team. I You can have the most talented team in the world. That's fine. You could bring in a bunch of guys to replace those guys that you uh, lost. I understand that. 100%. You're right. They got a weakness at linebacker. They got a weakness at safety. The corners are all right. The D-line's all right. But those other areas are concerns on the defense. Now, offensively, Smith and A.J. Brown have been excellent. Um, they bring in Swift to be the running back now that Miles Sanders has parted. So you got some new faces on the offense, but a very, very talented team. You know the offensive line is very good if they can stay healthy. But again, for me, this stretch in the start of November to the middle of December, home Dallas at KC, Buffalo at home, San Francisco home at Dallas. That's a really tough stretch. So I'm going to be interested to see how the Eagles can navigate this season. Um, and we'll see. Coming off the Super Bowl loss, what happens? Because you do have a lot of turnover from those teams that either make Super Bowls, win Super Bowls, whatever, make runs. And this is they've, they've lost a lot of guys. Now, they draft a bunch of Georgia Bulldogs to play defense. Not shocking. Um so Carter and Smith joined some other teammates that they've already had. But I still have them being in the playoffs. I still have them being a good football team. But I do think with all the things they've 
loss, they have to do. They have to take a step back. They have to. Now, the G-Men, the New York Football Giants, are are an interesting team because I think Dable is the real deal. I think he's a good coach. I'm not sold necessarily on Daniel Jones winning you a Super Bowl, but I think he can be a starter in this league. Now, your the rest of your team has to be excellent if you have those Super Bowl aspirations, but if you want to win possibly double-digit games, like I think he could be a starter for you. Now, we know Barkley's got to stay healthy. They have not had a bunch of good receivers. Receiver has been an issue for the Giants. Um, skill position players besides Barkley have really been an issue for this team, whether it's skill itself and talent or just staying healthy and hitting on the right guys. So for me, offensive line is an issue. Skill positions are an issue. And I'm not 100% sold on Daniel Jones. I like the coach. Now defensively, you could say they had a good year last year. Only gave up 23 a game. Now I understand you want that to be you know high teens at the most. But they weren't giving up 27-30 a game. 23 is still under a couple football numbers, so I understand that. I think the Giants to compete for a playoff spot is a good year. And I understand after making the postseason maybe a year earlier last year, they're going to be upset if they don't make the postseason. But to me, the Cowboys and the Eagles are significantly better than this team. And I'm not. that's not me knocking them. It's just... The talent level, the the experience of the cores, you know what I mean? Dallas is really good. The Eagles are really good. I think the Giants could be good. I don't know if they're really good. All right? And that leads us in the fourth place spot, the commies, the Washington Commanders with Ron Rivera, who named Sam Howell the starter. And Sam's a guy that I think can sling it a little bit, but we haven't seen him do it in the NFL consistently, right? So I think that's going to be an issue for them. Defensively, we've talked about the defensive line for this team, you know, week in and week out, how good they are on that D-line. And then it doesn't really translate to the rest of the team like you think it would. And also, when you have that good of a D-line, it really, really helps when you have a lead so they can rush the passer. Not that they have to play two ways on every play, right? I think it's an obvious here that they finish fourth. I think Rivera's a good coach, but I'm not sure about Sam Howell. I'm not sure. So I can't put them over the Giants. That can't happen. So they finish fourth in the NFC East for me. All right, next up, we go to the North, and we go with the first team here that I think is going to finish at the top of this division. And you're going to be like, really? Everybody seems to be giving this team the division. I don't want to just hand it to them, but I think – with Dan Campbell's Detroit Lions, out of the rest of this division, have the least amount of question marks, which is crazy to say about a team. But the way Dan Campbell's built this team, two years ago losing a bunch of close games, last year converting some of those close games to wins, get like fighting your butt off, right? Fighting your butt off. Had a chance to get into the postseason um, until the last week of the season, right? I like Goff. You know I like Goff. Everybody doesn't really like Goff anymore. I still kind of like Goff. St. Brown is a hell of a player at wide receiver. Defensively, I think they've hit on a lot of guys. Hopefully, they can stay healthy. And as I said, Detroit doesn't have as many question marks as the other teams do. 
Green Bay has the gigantic question mark with Jordan Love. Minnesota, I don't know if they're good enough. Because, yeah, they have Justin Jefferson. And Justin Jefferson might be the best player in the league. Any position. You want to, you know, top, top, whatever. You know, I don't like Cousins. You know, I don't really like the coach. And I don't really love the rest of the team. And then Chicago, I think Fields is fantastic. I don't know if they surrounded him enough. And I don't know about the coach yet there either. So Detroit, to me, has the least amount of question marks. I think they drafted well. Gibbs is going to be a really good playmaker. They let Swift go. They bring in Gibbs. I think that was smart. And we'll see what happens with the Detroit Lions, who have expectations this year. That's different. So can they rise to the occasion of this? these expectations? And I think they will. So give me Goff and the Lions on top of the North. Now, I have the Packers finishing second just because I think Matt LaFleur finds ways to win football games. And you could be like, well, you had Aaron Rodgers for a long time. You're right. He did. But they also have other talented players, right? And I think Jordan Love has shown you enough where, hey, am I giving him a Super Bowl ring within five years? No, I'm not saying that. But I think he'll be a good starter. I think he could be the franchise quarterback for the for the Packers. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But I, I truly I, I think they'll be okay. So I have them finishing second in this division. Jordan Love, it's really on him. Because defensively, they got some players. They got some corners. And Watson's good. They have that chemistry going on offense. So we'll see what happens with the Green Bay Packers. I think it's going to be a really interesting year for them. Um, a year where maybe they don't compete and win the division, but I do think they still will find ways to win football games. I think they're a well-coached team. Minnesota. I have them finishing third. I don't like O'Connell. I don't like Cousins. Jefferson's great. But what else do you have for me? I don't know if I trust the line. They let Dalvin Cook go, so now they're going to be uh, heavy on Madison. Is he the guy that you can give the ball to 25 times? I don't know. I just don't see it for the Vikings at some point, you know, because they were 11-7 in 19, 7-9, 8-9, 20, and 21, so I was kind of right about them. Last year, they they made, they proved me wrong with a 13-5 year. I do think a lot of that has to do with Green Bay being down. So I think it's a down year for the Vikings. The Bears now. The Bears are a frisky team. Like the Bears, any team in this division could win the division. Like that's the craziest part. Like I could see Fields just being the guy because how many times last year did he just take over some games and give them leads late only for the defense to uh, give up a score or, you know, something like that happened. So, Fields is a gamer. I'm not sure about Eberflus yet. They go out and get more. That's a big addition. They finally get a big receiver. You could be like, well, they're going to Claypool this year and trade. Fine, but, you know, there's a reason the Steelers traded him, right? Because if he was the guy, you don't probably let that guy walk. Um, but to only have three wins last year is, is nearly criminal. Like, honestly. So, we'll see. 
Um, but I, I, I see them finishing fourth. All right, to the south. And I see a lot of people just gifting the division of this team, and I will too. The Saints, I, again, I'm not in love with this coach either, Dennis Allen, but I think Carr is a capable quarterback. He gets a fresh start. I think that's big. Thomas and Olave, if Thomas can stay healthy, he'll be fine, and he'll, he'll uh, compliment Olave well. Kamara being suspended is a big deal, but maybe you keep him fresh for the rest of the way if he misses the first four games. You know what I mean? Um, so I like and, and Cam Jordan being there, signing an extension, that's big. Um, they got playmakers on defense. And I think the Saints win this division. Um, kind of by default. Atlanta to me, I'm not sure about Ritter yet. I think they're improving. If they hit on the quarterback, they certainly can win the division, so I don't know. Carolina, it just wasn't a talented team last year. Even though you bring in the young guy and you get a bunch of draft picks, I don't think you can just be like, yep, we're a competitive football team right away. New coach, new quarterback. It's very difficult to compete. And Tampa is, you know, it's a... It's an interesting conversation with the Bucks because here's the story of a team selling out. They get their title, they get their Super Bowl, and now they gotta, you know, kind of recover from that because they basically gave the keys to Brady and were like, "Hey, you're in charge. You know who you want. We bring in all this kind of stuff, and now you got to kind of sit in it and wait so you can, you know, rebuild and be good again." So I think it's part of the rebuild for Tampa. Now, if bait gets hot, who knows? But I would say Carolina has the toughest path to win this division just because they're so young, but I think they could finish third. The Bucks are a bad team. But if the Vets step up and say, hey, you know, there's a lot of young players in this in this division. Let's go win some games. Maybe it works out for them. Um, and the Falcons, I'm just not sure of. So let's go to the Falcons now. The Atlanta Falcons. Uh, Arthur Smith, I think I think he's a good football coach. Now, I think he's been handed the reins here with Ritter. I'm not sure about Ritter. I do like the B. John Robinson pick. That just gives them another offensive weapon to go along with London and Pitts at, at other positions, you know, uh, wide receiver tight end respectively. They got to hit on some of these players on defense that they brought in. They brought in so many. Akuda, Calais Campbell, uh, Dupree, Jesse Bates. So there's a lot of guys they brought in, a lot of veteran guys they brought in. And you know that should help their defense out. If it works out and, every, and Ritter's good, they can certainly win the division. I'm just going to put them behind New Orleans because I'm just not sure about Ritter yet. I'm just not sure. Uh, Carolina Panthers. You know, this is a team... Frank Wright gets another shot to be a head coach. I'm sure a lot of people are upset about that. I would get it, too. I'm, I don't know if Bryce Young has enough weapons or is going to be protected enough to be able to succeed in year one. Um, it's a team that, you know, only gave up 22 a game last year, so they were in football games. Probably lacked some talent to pull them out at the end of them. Um, and I think that's kind of what's going to hurt them this year. Maybe a lot of growing pains, but um, I don't. I, it's it's tough to compete first year head coach 
even though it's a second job, but you know what I mean? Rookie quarterback. Again, not the toughest division, but I just don't know the talent level. Same kind of thing with Tampa. Tampa's in a tough spot. You get your Super Bowl. I think Bose is going to be a, a lame duck soon enough. Unfortunately for him, I, I just think he's one of these guys that's a good coordinator, not a good head coach, and it is what it is. So, you know, Jensen is already hurt. They got a situation with Mike Evans, a wide receiver, that they don't know if they're going to pay him or what's going on there. Defensively, they're getting older. So, there's just a lot of things going against the Bucks here, and I think it's going to be tough for them. So, I think they finish last. Going to the West... One of the better divisions. Niners here with Shanahan. Shanahan's a great coach. I mean, this guy just wins football games. He took Mr. Irrelevant to the conference title game. Like, he's an outstanding coach. And I know they get McCaffrey. And, you know, they've hit on Debo. And Ayuk's developed very nicely into a good receiver. And Kittle does it all. Offensive line is excellent. Hopefully, those Bosa, that story's not true about him. wanting out or whatever. But... They got dogs on defense. Fred Warner might be the best player in the league if you watch the tape and stuff like that. So they just got playmakers everywhere on both sides of the ball. That's a sign of a good team for me. And I have them winning the division. Um, I think this division will be better. I think the Rams will be better. I think Seattle takes a step back but still can compete. And Arizona, I think they hired the wrong coach, but we'll get to them in a second. So... San Francisco, Purdy, Darnold, probably be Purdy as we know. If he's healthy, he's going to go. He show, he he played outstanding when he came in um, for Jimmy G, who came in for Trey Lance, as we know, and Trey Lance is now with the Cowboys, and Jimmy G is now with the Raiders, and that's what happens when you play well. You send who's ever ahead of you on the depth chart out of town, and then you're on top of the depth chart. So that's what Purdy's done. McCaffrey is uh, a Swiss Army knife on offense. You can give him the ball. You can throw him the ball. He can throw the ball himself, as we've seen. Um, he can be the decoy. He can be the main piece. And that helps Debo so much because they were keying on Debo until they got McCaffrey. And then they said, okay, now we got to key on both. Now we got to say, okay, where's 19? Where's 20? Where are these guys? Where are they on the field? We got to know where they are. And we got to account multiple bodies for these guys. So that opens up for other people, like IU, like Kittle. So I think San Francisco is loaded. I think they have one of the best coaches in the league, and I expect them to win the division. Now, I think the Rams are due for a bounce back. You know I love McVay. You know I like Stafford a lot. Donald might be one of the most dominating players to ever play the game. Um, and yeah, they're getting older, and Cooper Cup is banged up. But... I just don't see this group of Rams playing like they played last year. I think they came off the Super Bowl win. Stafford gets banged up. They kind of get embarrassed on that opening night against Buffalo. And it was never really the same. How do they start the season? Well, they did win the next two. And then they lost two, 1-1, and then lost six in a row. So... Towards the middle of the season there, you were getting, you were not getting the Rams, right? You were not getting McVay's Rams. You were injuries, doing everything, right? I think they take a step forward. Now am I saying Super Bowl? No, that's not what I'm saying. 
I think if anybody wins out of the NFC, it's the Niners, Cowboys, or Eagles. I don't I don't see another team out of the NFC winning the Super Bowl. The Niners, the Cowboys, and the Eagles are the three teams out of the NFC that could win a Super Bowl. Until I see, you know, the ball kicked in the air, maybe some team impresses me, maybe Jordan Love is the next con- who knows. But right now, you say, AJ, guns to your head, who's coming out of the NFC? Who can win the the NFC? Who can win the Super Bowl from the NFC? The Cowboys, the Eagles, the Niners. That's it. Okay? And I love Stafford and I love McVay, but I just don't think Super Bowl is an option for them. I think if they compete for a playoff spot and earn one, um, that's a good year for them. Seattle takes a step back. Um, The Geno Smith story is great. Uh, Good for him. Uh, Would I say he's a a, a franchise quarter? I don't know. And Pete Carroll, you know, a lot of people including myself, after 2021, we're like, he's done. This team's going to be historically bad, all this kind of stuff. Hey, I was wrong. I was wrong. They they ended up playing some good ball, made the playoffs. You know, but everybody acted like they were, like, 12-5. and five. They were 9-8. Okay, so let's everybody chill out with that. So, I think they take a step back. I don't think uh, – I think Geno takes a step back. I think Smith and Jigba didn't play at all last year for Ohio State pretty much, so how's he going to react to playing at the upper echelon week in and week out? I think that's an issue. Their running backs always seem to be hurt. Um, And I think if the line stays healthy, sure, but that seems like it's always an issue for Seattle regardless. So Seattle, I got three in this division, and then I have Arizona fourth, obviously. I think the coach may be the biggest goober dweeb of all time. You... You can't tell me this guy played ball. And if he did, God bless him. But maybe he's mellowed out. Maybe he's like, but from these videos I'm seeing, I've seen more charisma in bricks. I've seen more personalities in water bottles. Okay? Like this guy, oh my God. Oh my God. And listen, Murray, who a guy, if you ask people five years ago who's going to be the MVP in five years, people are like, Kyler Murray, what do you mean? Look at this guy. He's unbelievable. He's falling off a cliff. This team has fallen off a cliff. Um, they had so much talent. And again, for me, they, this is the wrong coach. I mean, this guy is a loser. And maybe I'm wrong, but holy. I don't think they're favorited. Yeah, they're not favored in any game. And Joshua Dobbs, who came in for the Titans last year, if I'm not mistaken, when they were having the quarterback issues. You know, he's capable of completing passes in the National Football League, but is he going to win you three, four, five games while Kyler Murray's out? No, he's not. So, I just think this, like, look at Arizona. Okay, since Arians. Wilkes, Kingsbury, this guy. And I like Kingsbury. And I still think Wilkes got a, a raw deal. I don't think he should have been fired. That, if if they were firing after one year, they shouldn't have hired him. That's not fair. But it doesn't change the fact that he was higher than fired, right? That's three in a row after nailing Bruce, the Bruce Arians hire that you've screwed up. And this guy hasn't even coached it down yet. I understand that. And I could be dead wrong. He could you know, lead this team, whatever. But from what I'm seeing, guys, 
I do not know. So the playoff makers in the NFC. Dallas, Detroit, New Orleans, San Francisco win their divisions. And Eagles, Packers, Rams as the wild cards in the NFC. That's what we'll do. All right, let's go to the AFC now. And it is a stacked, stacked AFC East. Um, Bills, one of the top three teams in that league, in that conference. Jets trying to get into the conversation, as are the Miami Dolphins in New England. We're not sure. What are we going to get from Mac Jones? What are we going to get from a Bill Belichick team? Years removed from Tom Brady now. When are the Patriots going to return to that level? We'll see. Is it this year with Mac Jones? We'll start with the Bills. McDermott has been an excellent head coach. A lot of people were concerned with that hire, but all he's really done is won a bunch of football games. They nailed the Josh Allen pick. Acquiring Diggs was the right move. It's going to be... Because there's about three, four years of now with these expectations on the Bills. And... They need to get back to that title game to find themselves back in an opportunity to get into the Super Bowl. You know, they've either run into Kansas City or Cincinnati now, and they've been knocked out. So the regular season for the Bills has been great, but they have postseason aspirations, and when you get knocked out by the same team or another team on your level, like that fuels you for the next year. And I think I understand people be like, well, the division's better, and all the teams are catching the Bills, like the Jets and the, and the Dolphins are catching the Bills. Look, yeah. Fair. But this Bills team is really, really good. Uh, if the line stays healthy, they're going to win a bunch of games. A bunch of games. Uh, and I have them winning the division. Now, the Jets, who... You say, AJ, how do you have the Jets? All You've been, you've been kind of like talking junk about Rodgers. That's not necessarily what I've been doing. Okay? And I like the coach, Salah. But I'm not sure yet. I could be wrong on him. That I, I like him. He's the coach. We'll see. This is a big year for him. They've catered to Rodgers' you know, ass. They've brought in the guys he's asked to have brought in. Um, and now you got to live with what you got. The Packers have been kind of subject to this the last few years. And now the Jets have their turn to do it. So, you know, they had Favre for that what, one year. Sanchez had a couple good years, but the quarterback play has not been great for this franchise, okay? And now they have one of the all-time greats. You know, granted, he's aged. We understand that. Um, but we've seen quarterbacks play at high levels at ages we didn't think were possible and have been done. So I think the Jets, though I'm not, you know, I'm kind of hedging my bet here with the Jets because I don't think they're going to win the division, but I still think they're going to make the playoffs. I don't think they win the Super Bowl, but I think they possibly win a playoff round to get to a divisional. Um, but I I just can't see Jets Super Bowl. The, the AFC is too tough. The top three teams are so good. Kansas City, Cincinnati, and Buffalo are so good. Then there's the next tier with, you know, the Jets, the Dolphins, the Chargers. That's the next tier. Okay. If you want to throw the Ravens in there, I won't, obviously. So the Jets I have finishing second. 
I have Miami finishing third, but I still think they might make the playoffs. I like the coach. McDaniel's a good coach. You know I love Tua, but my concern with the Dolphins, I I get that he did the jiu-jitsu training about how to fall. I think that was great. We've seen it already in the preseason where he's taken a couple of hits and rolled through them and, and kept his momentum, whatever. He's going to miss a couple games. Whether it's, you know, getting banged up, whether it's taking a big shot. At some point, Tua is going to miss a couple games. And I think that's tough. When you're determined on Tyreek Hill and Waddle getting their timing down, you know, speed, a left-handed quarterback, and then all of a sudden you switch to a righty, whatever it is. But I think the Dolphins are a very good football team. I think Wilkins is a star on that D-line, not just the personality. The talent is outstanding. And I think this is a team that can win a bunch of football games as well. Um, so give me the Dolphins in the three-hole, which means – the Pats, by default, are coming in last year. And it's not necessarily a knock, but I just see the division is really, really good. The teams they used to beat up on, the Bills, the Jets, the Dolphins, where they would get four to six wins a year, right? They don't get those anymore. Maybe they get three. Maybe they get two, okay? They don't get five six year after year after year that they were doing to these teams in this division, right? So where you got to get the wins, you got to get them elsewhere. You got to get them on the road. You got to get them out of division. You got to get them out of conference. Difficult. It's difficult to win on the road in this league. It just is. Even though they have the greatest coach of all time, it is still difficult. So, you know, defensively, they've been good. They only gave up. 19 and 20 the last two years defensively, that's good. That's really good. So they're going to be in football games. They need the offense to, to, to work. So we'll see what happens with Mac. All right, let's go to the north. I have Cincinnati winning this division. Burrow is just the ultimate competitor. I don't love the coach, but he's proven me wrong, so I can't really knock him. Uh, I didn't think he was the guy, but... He's done really well these last two seasons to prove it, that he is the guy, and Burrow's the guy for him. Three of the best receivers in the league, and they're a tandem with Chase, Higgins, and Boyd. Boyd slowed down a little bit, but that's fine. Higgins has, has really um, cemented himself as the number two. Mixon's a good back. Defensively, it might not be superstars, but there's a lot of players, and they play a really good system, and they kept their D.C., as opposed to some other teams. And is a division where maybe they go 3-3, three and three, but they're going to be three hard-fought wins and three hard-fought losses, and they could go 4-2, and two, and they could go 5. So I think they get their wins from elsewhere. You know, looking at the schedule here, you got – you go to Tennessee, you go to Arizona, Houston comes into you. Indy comes into you. Minnesota comes in. So, there's a lot of winnable football games. A lot of winnable football games. And I think Burrow is just that guy. He he just, it doesn't it doesn't matter. The situ he's going to play well. And he's going to find a way to put his team in front or put his team ahead and, and win the football game. Now, the Ravens, I have finishing second in this division. 
I have no playoffs here. I think Lamar is going to significantly change the way he plays the game. And we've already seen it. He sat out at the end of last season. Okay? He sat out. It is what it is. So I think he's going to change the way he's playing. I understand they bring in uh, the new OC from Georgia Monken. So it's a new system. Fine. But I'm just going to tell you this right now. If it's a system where they want to limit his running, they want to have him throw from the pocket, that's not a winning formula with him. Can he do it? Sure. Can he do it consistently the entire game for the entire season? No. He can't. So, you know, he's got his money now. Maybe he does continue to run because he has the money now. I wonder. I wonder what Lamar Jackson we see. And for that reason, I don't have them making the playoffs. Because Not that he's like in a feud, but it's like kind of a back and forth petty war with the team. You know, they didn't pay him right away. He was like, okay, I'm not going to play like I used to without a contract. Like, well, that's not how it works. And you want to be petty, they got to be petty. Okay, so we got a petty off with your star quarterback. I don't think that's good for business. Um, so I'm going to say the Ravens finished second. Browns fight for this second, possibly fight for a wild card. I'm not sure about Stefanski. I don't feel like he's had really a fair shake, even though it's his fourth year. Um, between the quarterbacks, um, what's happened with. The ownership, all that stuff, right? I think Watson is a good football player, but who knows what the hell we're going to get out of him. You know, the distraction is kind of gone because he's not suspended, but it's always going to be surrounding him. You know, what's happened, what's kind of been, you know, out there. That being said, Miles Garrett is still one of the all-time players in the league right now. I'm curious to see if some of their younger players step up. You know, they didn't have a lot of draft picks coming in, so they got to hit on some free agents, and they got to hit on some guys that they've signed So uh, out of the draft is what I'm saying. So Cleveland, I have third. And Pittsburgh could jump them. Pittsburgh could make the playoffs. Pittsburgh is a frisky team. And you know that I love Tomlin. Um, and I like Pickett a lot. Shout out Jersey. And I think Pickens, Pickett to Pickens is awesome. Najee Harris is awesome. If Watt can stay healthy, this is a team that can make noise in this division. I'm just not sure if Watt can play every game. Because... He plays so hard. It's the same thing as his brother. They get hurt, and then it's a big loss for their defense because of how hard they play on every snap. And that's also how they get hurt sometimes, right? So Pittsburgh's a really interesting team. I only have them finishing fourth because, one, Cincinnati obviously finishes first. Two, Baltimore for me, I have to give a little respect to, even though I don't respect you know, the love affair with Lamar, I guess you could say. Um and Cleveland, the quarterback is more proven than Kenny. That's why I have them ahead. I like Tomlin the most out of the coaches, 100%. If there's anybody that can flip it, it is Tomlin. 
You know, the standard's the standard. So, going to be interesting because three of the last four years, the Steelers have not been the Steelers. Three of the last four years, the Steelers have not been the Steelers. Think about that. So, what happens then? All right, go to the South. Jags win this division. Another situation where it's kind of similar to the North in the NFC where I feel like I'm giving away the division to a team that might not deserve it. But they're the best team in the division. Uh, Peterson has done a pretty good job. Lawrence has matured and played very well in a lot of spots. I I would hope they get Josh Allen on defense some help you know, at the pass rush position. But they get Ridley coming off suspension. You know, they have a bunch of receivers already. I'm excited to see this Jacksonville offense. And then defensively, can they keep getting the ball back to the offense? Or give up field goals? Just don't give up touchdowns, right? Uh, Tennessee could steal this division. You know I love Rabel. Tannehill is eh. But he's the guy until, you know... Levis or Malik Willis or somebody beats him out, right? So we'll see what happens there. Double-digit win seasons before last year. I think Tannehill missing seven games really hurt because even though he's not a great quarterback, at least he can play the position and give you opportunities. Yeah, does he throw some picks? Sure. But it's not like you're throwing in a kid in there, Malik Willis or Dobbs in there that you just signed, right? So they had a tough tough go of it a couple times last year, Tennessee. Uh, and Henry is outstanding, but I don't know how much else they have. You know, yes, you bring in Hopkins. That's good. Pair him with Burks, fine. But can Tannehill get him the ball? Now, we've seen Hopkins be able to play with really bad quarterbacks. So is this just a revert to previously before he had Kyler? I wonder. Indianapolis third here. This is just because Indy has a little more talent than I think Houston does. Um, I don't know about either coach. If I was to pick a coach, I would pick um, the Texans coach. I think he's the guy. Uh, I think that was a great hire, um, and I understand that. So, in D'Amico Ryans, I think he's the guy. Shane Shecton, I'm not sure about. I'm not sure about at all. So Richardson comes in. Taylor is a question mark. Defense, they have a lot of question marks. You know, Darius Leonard missed a lot of games last year. Can he stay healthy? I'm not sure. So the Colts, conservatively, I'm going to put in the three-hole. And Houston, I'm going to put in the four-hole because D'Amico Ryan just has such a big job ahead. You know, Stroud, Anderson, they bring in some young guys. Great. I think they hit on those picks. That's your offensive leader, your defensive leader for, you know, years to come when they mature into those roles. But... There's not a lot of talent on this team, um, and they're gonna—they're not gonna win a lot of football games. It just—that's just what's gonna happen. And Stroud could be the guy, and Demico Ryan's could be the coach, but they're just not gonna win a lot of football games this year, at least. All right, to the West: Kansas City, Mahomes, Andy Reid, Kelsey. No Chris Jones to start the season. They are concerned about that. They're concerned about the pass rush, but again, Kansas City for me is a team that. You know, we've seen them have some slow starts, you know, and and come out and not start the season 4-0 or 3-1 or, or whatever it is, right? We've seen them have a couple losses to start seasons. And then they settle in. 
So I kind of expect that. I expect Chris Jones to come back some point in this season. He understands that, yeah, I got another opportunity to win a Super Bowl. Maybe don't screw my teammates over because they haven't screwed me over maybe. I don't know. But an outstanding team, well-coached in Reed, a guy I used to knock a ton but has just won and, and done an excellent job. So I can't really knock him anymore, right? So I have them winning the division. Let's go Chargers in the two-hole. Uh, made the playoffs last year. Again, Staley was a guy that I liked in the beginning, but then showed that he is clueless sometimes. Um, they have paid Herbert, so it's going to catch up with them. Their finances soon. So this is a year where, hey, we got to do something this year before our, our cap gets crazy, right, with the Herbert contract and some of the other guys that they got to pay, you know, on defense or James even. So a very, very talented team. Um and a team that, you know, never really gets out of their own way. Keenan Allen and Mike Williams always get hurt. And Eckler, they he wanted a trade, but now he's there. Like, so there's a lot of a lot of interesting storylines here. And it all comes back to if they win a bunch of football games, it doesn't matter. But if they lose a bunch of close games, you're gonna look at the coach quarterback and then the rest of the team because the coach and the quarterback are the high profile positions here as we know okay Denver in the three hole you know I like Sean Payton but I just don't really love the team they get injured all the time I like Judy and I like some of the other receivers but they get injured all the time their offensive line is horrendous Russell Wilson has changed the way he plays and it just hasn't been good and defensively they were in a lot of games and then Wilson would throw another pick, and they would be let down having to go back on the field after getting a three and out. So I think Peyton is a step in the right direction. I think they win more than five games, that's for sure. But I still don't see them as good as the Chargers, let alone Kansas City. That's for sure. Which means Vegas is our last team here. Uh, McDaniels, second stint in this division, right, as the head coach. He was the Bronco coach, right? I'm... Not sure about the marriage with him and Jimmy G. I know they go back to New England, but we've seen McDaniels. And if it's not Brady, it usually isn't good. Okay? Um, I'm not trying to kill him in Denver, but it wasn't really great quarterback play there. And then, you know, with Mac Jones, he really he played okay without him, and then he came in and wasn't really good, right? So I'm not sure about McDaniels. Jimmy G is a big move. You got to hit on it or you're in trouble. So I think he's capable of helping them out win some games, but there's not a lot of games they're favored in in games they should be favored in. They're not, you know, in games that should be close. They're, you know, a touchdown underdog. So I just don't really love their outlook, the Raiders. So KC, Jacksonville, Cincinnati, and Buffalo, the division winners, Jets, Dolphins, Chargers, wildcard spots. And here we go. I'm going to I'm gonna say it, and you're going to be like, here, Homer pick. I don't think I've ever gone on the record and picked a Cowboys Super Bowl. I don't think I've ever done that. I've hoped. I've wished. I've wanted it. But I don't think I've ever picked it. And I think that's the key. Cowboys, Chiefs, Cowboys won. And you're like, you're crazy. 
the Cowboy defense, guys. If this, if this was any other team, if it was any other team in the league without a star in the helmet, people would be like, that's the team. But since they got the star, I get it. That's all right. I'm just telling you. All right. So, NFL, let's go to the collegiate athletes. College football week one recap. Start with the top 10 showdown. LSU, Florida State, and Orlando. Florida State wins at 45-24. Florida State looked good. And this game was 17 up, if I'm not mistaken. And it exploded for Florida State. LSU, ton of chances early on. I believe two times they got stuffed on fourth and goal. I mean, that's horrendous. That's just not good enough. And Norvell, who I don't think is that good of a coach, obviously is a good recruiter. Travis played well. He had a lot of questionable throws. I think he was just trying to make a bunch of plays when he didn't have to, but he's good. He's good, and Florida State's good again. So I told you a couple weeks ago we'll find out about Florida State relatively quickly. 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 They're good. The Knolls are very good. Florida, Utah. Utah scores a little revenge after last year. They went at 24-11. Cam Rising was out for the injury, so no big issue there for the Utes. Battle of Carolina, UNC, and South Carolina. UNC wins at 31-17. May was okay. Rattler was okay. I feel like the Gamecocks let down Rattler. They didn't play well enough for him. And May looked a little off to start, so we'll see. Hopefully, he can settle in. Game of the weekend, Colorado TCU in Fort Worth. The Fighting Dions win at 45-42. Shamar Sanders, 510 passing yards. Hunter played 120 snap, 29 snaps between offense and defense. He got a pick. He had 119 receiving yards. Edwards had four touchdowns, including a little swing pass that gave Colorado the lead. And I said it on the over-under show. I said it last week. I said, hey, Colorado with Dion, if, if those kids can play, he can coach. So look at the three over-under, way over. I, I said that. Three was disrespectful. Okay. Because Sanders can play, and so can Travis Hunter. And they got dogs. Leaders and dogs, as Dion said. That was, a, like, listen. And, you know, the Dion stuff, I understand people get a little tired of it. But if you wrote that, I don't think he can work out at Colorado. I don't think he's going to succeed. And they win a game when they're 20-point underdogs in his first game there. He's going to, like, that's the whole point. You get to talk if you back it up. And he backed it up, so he gets to talk. That's how it works. Okay. Outstanding game from Colorado. And a very fun noon game. Uh, Michigan against ECU. They went at 30-3. to Not impressive. McCarthy, three touchdowns for the Wolverines. Iowa beats Utah State 24-14. A former Michigan quarterback, Kane McNamara, two touchdowns in his Iowa debut. Oklahoma, Arkansas State, sooner 73 to nothing. Uh, Dylan Gabriel, two passing touchdowns in the win. Virginia and Tennessee. Tennessee wins at 49-13. Milton, two passing touchdowns, two touchdowns on the ground. In the win for the Vols. Mercer and Ole Miss. Ole Miss wins at 73-7. Jackson Dart, four touchdowns through the air. Jutkins, two touchdowns on the ground. Oregon beats Portland State, 81-7. Knicks, three touchdowns in the win. Notre Dame beats up on Tennessee State, 56-3. Hartman, two touchdowns in that route. Wisconsin and Buffalo. That was a game that shouldn't have been as close as it was, but credit Buffalo. Wisconsin wins at 38-17. Running backs carried. Uh, Mordecai looked inconsistent. Not good enough for Wisconsin, in my opinion. Ohio State, not an impressive win over Indiana, 23-3. Washington-Boise, a fun game for a little bit. Washington wins at 56-19. Penix, 450 yards to the air, five touchdowns. 
Rice in Texas. Rice wins at 30. Or Rice wins. Texas wins at 37-10. Uh, Quinn Ayers, three touchdowns and the win. Georgia beats Tennessee Martin 48-7. Not really impressive there. Beck, one passing touchdown in his uh, debut as a starter. USC beats Nevada 66-14. Caleb Williams, five touchdowns for the Trojans. Kansas State beats up on Southeast Missouri State 45-0. Howard, three total touchdowns for the Kansas State quarterback. Two through the air, one on the ground. A&M, Hammers, New Mexico, Aggie on Aggie crime there. 52-10. Wegman, five touchdowns. Do the Aggies actually have an offense for once? We'll see. Bama pounds Middle Tennessee State 56-7. Milrow, three touchdowns, passing two on the ground for the Crimson Tide quarterback. Penn State beats West Virginia 38-15. Jewelair, three passing touchdowns. Pratt throws four touchdown passes in two lanes, 37-17 win over South Alabama. DJU, Uncle Lele, three touchdowns in his Oregon State debut. They beat San Jose State 42-17. And on Monday night, Duke hosted number nine Clemson, and it's an all-time upset for Duke. Um, they played really well. Too many mistakes for Clemson between missed field goals, turnovers inside the 10-yard line, uh, interceptions, fumbles, miscues galore. They're up 7-6 in control, about to make it 14-6, and then who knows what happens, right? But they fumble. It goes the other way. Clemson gets a score, or Duke gets a score, Duke gets another score, and 28-7, it finishes up. And just like that, Clemson's playoff hopes more than likely dashed just because they're coming out of the ACC and you got to worry about Florida State now and you already got one loss. So it's, it's tough. Not that your season's over, but it's... It's tough. It's tough. And um, for Clemson with Klubnik, like there are moments where he looks really good, and there's some moments where you're like, dude, have you thrown the ball before? Have you taken a snap? Like, what's going on? How did you just do that? How did the ball just slip out of your hands? Like, how many times did Clemson have the ball in a good spot with an opportunity to take over the game and then a miscue? Like, and listen, credit to Duke, because Duke's got to go out there and capitalize on the miscues, and they did. Quarterback played well. Elko is a hell of a coach, man. I mean, nine wins last year, and he just beat a top-ten team. That's pretty crazy. So that's a hell of a way to w end week one with a top-ten upset. So we already got one chip that's probably out of the table when the poker game comes for the four spots of the playoff. And, you know, the thing about next year, when it expands, maybe one loss, especially early, doesn't kill you at all. But with four teams, one loss, that could be it. And Clemson has theirs early. So that's tough. All right, a hell of a way to end week one of college football. From American footy, let's go to world football. Weekend soccer recap, EPL, Luton Town first Premier League home game at Kenilworth Road. West Ham win it 2-1. Good ball from Paqueta to Bowen at the back post. Then a Kurt Zuma header gave West Ham two-goal advantage. Anderson scored Luton Town's first goal in the Prem um, at Kenworth Road. So that was cool to bring them back, but it was too little too late. Sheffield United, Everton, 2-2. This one finished Jacore. Um, goal mouth, good finish uh, from the scramble there. Archer with a really good goal to equalize it. Then an own goal off Pickford. Archer should have had another one. It goes off the post and then off 
Pickford's back and into the net, but Danjuma at the back post leveled it for Everton, and that one finished 2-2. Two to two. Man City beat Fulham 5-1. Uh, Holland Cross or Alvarez, he finishes. Then it was Tim Ream at the back post. The equalizer is 1-1. Then in stoppage time in the second half, Ake header goal, but I don't know how this wasn't disallowed for offside. The ball goes through the Man City player that's in offside position in front of the goalkeeper, and they didn't call it offside. I don't, I don't understand. So no offside. They're up 2-1. Then a Holland goal. Then a Holland penalty. Then a Holland for his hat trick. So that's how it finished 5-1. Chelsea and Forrest at Stanford Bridge. Forrest have a memorable 1-0 win at the bridge. Awoni capitalized off the... Enzo turnover, if I'm not mistaken, in the middle of the park, and then through ball, through Thiago Silva's legs on the mag to Anthony Nalenga, who put it past Robert Sanchez, 1-0 to Forrest. That's how it finished. Burnley Tottenham at Turf Moor. Tottenham went at 5-2. Foster put the hosts up 1-0, but then Humming Son leveled it. Good ball from Solomon and then a chip from Son. Then a Christian Romero smash uh, second phase of a set piece. I don't know how he's out there. He should be in the middle there but with the header. But nevertheless, Camaro made it 2-1. Then Madison made it 3-1 with a great finish. Then Hummingstone for his brace. And then Hummingstone for his hat trick. Brownhill brought one back for the host. A second back. So it was 5-2. Brentford and Bournemouth finished 2-2. Jensen off a free kick. Caught the Bournemouth keeper napping. Solanke leveled it. Brooks then gave Bournemouth the lead. But then in Buemo, great turn. Excellent finish. Stoppage time. Equalizer for the host. Brighton and Newcastle. Brighton at home were brilliant. Uh, capitalized on a mistake early. Ball falls out to Billy Gilmore who rockets it off the post. Right to Ferguson who puts it home. So 1-0 past Pope. Then the second goal. Ball comes into him in the middle of the park. Ball that breaks the lines. And an outstanding finish to make it 2-0. Then the third goal, he's fortunate. It will go on target. I don't know if it beats Pope, but it gets a wicked deflection, and it was still his goal, so another hat trick. So first time in Premier League history in a long time that three guys had uh, hat tricks on the same day. Pretty cool. Um, Sunday's matches, Liverpool-Villa. Liverpool went to 3-0, a comprehensive 90-minute performance from Liverpool. Only real issue, Trent Alexander-Arnold picked up a little bit of a knock. They're down to their third and fourth choice center backs with Gomez and Matip, and they keep the team's first clean sheet in all four games, so that's pretty good. And the first goal, off a corner, ball falls to Sobosly, and he hits it with his left foot, his first goal for the club. <sighs> I mean, this guy's a player. Uh, second goal, should have been Nunez. Uh, good ball over the top from Trenton on Arnold. Salah plays in Nunez, he hits the post, and then it goes off Matty Cash and in, unfortunate. I mean, a 2-0. Then second half, Robertson corner. Nunez flicks on Salah by himself at the back post. Nods it in, or flicks it on for 3-0. So those were the goals for Liverpool. Crystal Palace and Wolves. Crystal Palace went at 3-2. Edouard opened up the scoring. Hwang equalized in the second half. As they put Crystal Palace up 2-1, Edouard gave them the insurance that they needed because Cunha brought a second back for Wolves in stoppage time, but it was too little, too late. They could not get the draw. So game of the weekend. Arsenal, Man U at the Emirates. Even though Man U were down um, some players, it still is a big game. We know it's a big game. And it was Man U on the counterattack. Completely against the run of play. Rashford, very, very good move to get inside and then get his shot away. Ramsdale got a hand to it, but it still went in. 
immediate response from Arsenal. Martinelli, ball across the box to Odegaard, great finish. Then, stoppage time. It was 1-1 forever. Declan Rice by himself on a corner at the back post. Calm. Good finish. Put it on net, and it goes in. And then they get Jesus for the insurance goal. They have the place explode. What a result for Arsenal. Big, big win for them. Uh, La Liga, Real Madrid, Getafe. Real win a 2-1. Uh, Jocelyn, I believe, equalized. And then Jude Bellingham, stoppage time winner. I mean, he's been excellent. He's been excellent for Madrid. You can't knock him. Uh, Atletico Sevilla got postponed. Aswana and Barcelona. Barcelona win at 2-1. Kunde and then Lewandowski penalty after he won it. Syria, Roma, AC Milan. Milan win at 2-1. Giroud from the spot. Rafael Leao, the second Milan goal. Tomori got sent off, and it was a good finish because Spinazzola brought one back for Roma, but they cannot find a second. Lazio beat Napoli 2-1. Atalanta beat Monza 3-0. Inter beat Florentina 4-0. Taram, Martinez twice. Kalengalu, the goal scorers for Inter. And Juventus put two past Empoli, keep a clean sheet. Danilo and Chiesa, the goal scorers for Juventus. Bundesliga, Dortmund, Heidenheim, 2-2 at finish. Brunt and Emery Chan, penalty for the goals. Munich beat Gladbach 2-1. Uh, Leroy Sané and Marcus Tell, the goal scorers, and Rebel Leipzig beat Union Berlin on the road 3-0. Ligue Leo and PSG, PSG went at 4-1. Mbappe, Penn, Hakimi, Asensio, and then Mbappe for his brace. Weird moment. After the match, the Leon Ultra got a microphone which is berating the team like, dude, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, transfer deadline day reaction recap. Man, you get their man in Amrabat coming in, and they get Regalone as well to help at their left-back crisis. Gravenberch to Liverpool. Johnson to Tottenham from Forrest. Then Forrest respond by bringing in hudson Adoy, Divock Origi, Nuno uh, Tavares, and Vlacadimos, goalkeeper from Portugal. Mape is going from Everton to Brentford for some more playing time, I guess. And Polina stayed at Fulham. Holding goes to Crystal Palace. Champions League draw. Group A, Bayern, Manchester United, Copenhagen, Galatasaray. Group B, Sevilla, Arsenal, PSV, Eindhoven, and Len. Group C, Napoli, Real Madrid, Braga, and Union Berlin. Group D, Benfica, Inter, Rebel, Salzburg, Real Sociedad. Group E, Fenendor, Atletico, Lazio, Celtic. Group F, and this is certainly the group of death. PSG, Dortmund, Milan, Newcastle. Group G, Man City, Rebel, Leipzig, Red Star, Belgrade, Young Boys. Group H, Por uh, Barca, Porto, Shakhtar, Antwerp. So, really, D and E, I, I can see going to any team. Obviously, Inter are favored in D. B could go anyway. Arsenal haven't been in this competition in a while. Man City get an easy draw again, of course. What a joke. Barca should certainly get out of their group. But Group F, oh my God. PSG, Dortmund, Milan, Newcastle. <sighs> Holy. Talk about a group of death. That's crazy. So, that is our Tuesday show. Thursday, we will have our NFL Week 1 preview. We'll have our College Football Week 2 preview. Uh, no weekend footy because we got an international break. Uh, so, that's all right. But maybe there will be some news. We'll see. But NFL, college football, previews on Thursday's show along with the return 
of Survivor Pool Locks and the Pick 6. Can't wait for that on Thursday. Everybody have a great start to your week. And we'll be talking more football on Thursday's show. Talk to you then. Till then, peace. Football, football, and sometimes other sports show. Sounds like me.